city of your dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New out. York, New York, big city of your dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show. Here, give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time, but a little late, but still in the Nick of Time, because you know what? The Knicks beat the Pacers 131 to 114. Gunshots for that win, damn it. RJ Barrett gives you 18 points. She's 57% from three. Julius Randle chips in with 15 points, seven rebounds, four instance, four assists. Brunson, the old steady one, gives you 17 points and five assists. Obi Toppin, Obi, Obi, finishes with 24 points and two blocks on the night. Don't sleep on my boy Obadiah. All right, Ryan, wake up, all right? <laughs> we here to talk about it. I don't care about technical difficulties. I don't care if it's Friday night. You guys are crazy because you're here talking Knicks with us, and we are going to talk about it. But you already know what it is. Before I talk about it, I want to introduce my guy, Old Faith. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G is in the building. We got another preseason win for the Knicks, and the Knicks look like they're going to be steaming going into the regular season. Steaming hot. Yo, congratulations to y'all. Thanks for, for waiting, man. Man, woof. Computer crashing right before the show started. My computer caught the Ryan bug, man. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what to do? <sighs> But y'all here with us, man. Y'all here with us. So salute you got. Let's let's get to it. Let's get to the fun. I'ma just say, do not lay down. Do not take a nap. Do not rest on your pillow. Do not recline. Do not sleep on my man Obadiah Toppin. I keep telling you, Ryan. I keep telling Next Nation. I keep telling y'all. This man is a rhythm player, okay? He needs reps, he needs to move, he needs to get into the flow of the game to be effective in the NBA. And when that man plays more than 20 minutes, he starts to get going, he starts to get comfortable, he starts to hit shots. And that three-point shot that everybody claims that he can't make, he makes them. I saw a stat, I looked it up. When he plays between 20 and 29 points a game, shoots 40% from three, all right? So get up and don't sleep on that man, Obadiah. Let him cook. Yeah, man, I mean, Obi had one hell of a game tonight. Besides the energy that he bring onto the court when he came into the game, he, on defense, I was pretty impressed. Yeah. He played with a lot of effort on defense. He's definitely improved his defense over the summer. Um, offensively, I mean, the only thing you can probably complain about is his rebounding. He does need to rebound the ball more being a big. Yep. But besides that, this man on the fast break is unstoppable. When the Knicks get the rebound and this man is on the fast break, it, just forget about it. That's going to be a dunk every time. Go on. And, and then on top of that, he had he had a little he had a little post game. He was scoring some baskets inside. He was hitting the three. I mean, look, we said coming into the season that if there's any chance of Julius Randle being traded, Obi's going to have to come and take that spot from him. Obi is Obi can't just play anyhow and expect them to trade Julius Randle. It's not gonna it's not gonna work like that. Of course we've of course, you know, Julius Randle's gonna probably be here based on what Ian Begley said the other night. You know, it, it, so we have we have to expect that um he's gonna still be here. But if you want Obi threatening his position, yeah, he gotta play the way he's played tonight. That's the only way Obi's gonna threaten it. Yeah, he's gotta play he's gonna play, but the, the coach has to actually 
play him and not even him play the bench played mob d play that second unit in general be because I, I, i'm gonna point something out ryan there was a point of this game where the first units were battling it out and they squeaked out a lead in the first quarter and i couldn't believe it because it didn't look like we was going to squeak out a lead but somehow brunson them boys did it the second unit comes in and they let go of the rope. Let go of the rope. It looked bleak. And they were dropping down. OB, first shot of game, airball. IQ, he was doing his thing where he was shooting a little bit too much. Um, McBride wasn't looking all that conf- confident either. And they wasn't playing good transition defense. And it looked like we was about to get run out the gym right when his second unit came in the game. In my head, I'm like, oh, no, what happened to Mob D? This is supposed to be, you know, the Shook One's crew. You can't just come in and guard with the Shook One's crew and do that to them. But Tibbs stayed with them. And listen, OB Toppin, Miles McBride, those guys sparked us. And a little bit of deck rose too. And we got back on track. And we took the lead. And we ended up scoring 46 points in the second quarter. A lot because of that second unit just took over the game. And that's what I want Tom Thibodeau to take from today's game. Don't just pull the second unit at the first side of trouble. Let them play through the mistakes. Allow them that freedom like you usually allow the freedom of the veterans to play through those mistakes. And if you give them a little bit of freedom, they might start to feel more uncomfortable. And not even them, Obi in particular, might start to feel more uncomfortable and actually start to hit his shots and do more of what we saw today. Yeah, I think you definitely hit it, the nail on the head because um, I looked at the stats and I looked at the minute distribution and the highest minutes played out of all the Knicks players tonight was R.J. Barrett and he played for 27 minutes. Mm. And playing dip style of basketball where he expects you to be 100% on offense and defense, you need to rest your players. You cannot have your players playing 30 minutes a game, 30 plus minutes a game and expect them to be fresh going towards the end of the game. And I'm hoping that this is a sign of Thibs actually actually turning the corner with the minute distribution and distributing the minutes more evenly so that guys like Obi, et cetera, can get into the floor of the game and produce right. so that when the fourth quarter comes, the guys are way more fresher to finish out the game playing at the pace that Thibs wants them to play at. Really, Ryan, this could be, you know, I want to get more of a look at the guys. This is preseason, so I'm kind of just letting them run. It might not be this way during the season. You know what I mean? But yeah, I hope, like you, this is a tone setter, uh, uh, a time of a turning of the page. And I'm not going to lie, Ian Beckley being here yesterday is giving me a little bit more hope that maybe we are turning a page in that regard because that comment about you know uh the tibs and the front office not being aligned at first and it seems like there would be more trouble if cam reddish wasn't playing and they were losing that to me kind of signals that the front office knows what's up and even though Leon Rose in the press conference goes, I'm giving Leon Rose, I'm, I'm giving Tom Thibodeau full reign to do what he wants. I think there's an asterisk. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like when uh, it's, it's kind of like when you're with your girl, I always have these relationship type of type of metaphors. It's kind of like when you're with your girl and she's like, yeah, go ahead, have fun. 
But does he really want you to have fun, Ron? <laughs> Does, does, does have fun me go out and do what you want no have no fun thing. means have fun but if you have fun it's not gonna be fun and get back because you'll be put out and that's what i feel like is being implied right now it's like yeah yeah tom tom can do what he wants he's the coach but he does what he wants comes back might be put it out play to you that's that's it that's it <laughs> yeah i mean that could pretty much be the case you know but at least the signs are good so far going into the regular season because yeah because yeah, we know we know how thibs are we know how thibs can be thibs be thibbing like we always thibs say be thibbing. you know Dibs could Dibs could be distributing minutes so right in the preseason that once regular season comes, RJ Barrett thirty five plus minutes, Julius Randle thirty five plus minutes. We know how Dibs is from our experiences with him as a coach. But I'm just praying. I'm looking up to God. I'm praying to the universe that please the minute distribution that I see at the moment, that's the minute distribution that's going to happen in the regular season. I pray from your mouth to God's ear. Listen, Tibbs almost tipped today because it's funny that third quarter, the bases started to make that push. And I felt like Tibbs came into that third quarter, third quarter going, okay, you know, I think I'll play five minutes and then I'm going to rest them. And then I'm going to put the, the, the backups in. The starters came out lackadaisical, not playing defense. And then Tim was like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, no, come back, come back. Puts them back out again. Next thing you know, RJ Barrett has 27 minutes. So <laughs> that competitive nature in kit and tips is still there. It's still yeah. very much there. But I, I hope these young guys actually trust them. And shout out to to shout out to Obi Toppin, man. Had a great game. Great game. Get the rebounds up though. Get the rebounds up though, but Encouraging to see the defense uh, amidst the confidence to hit back-to-back threes in a game like today, especially after hitting an air ball first. Yeah, most definitely. And those threes weren't even regular threes, too. Like, my man was a couple feet behind the line, too, and he let it fly. (laughs) All right. Yo, you know the crazy thing is? You know that little, like, behind-the-back, between-the-legs pass RJ was doing? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like RJ was watching IQ and Obi in Summer League because IQ did that to Obi in Summer League last season. And now these first two preseason games, RJ did the exact same pass to Obi um, that he did yesterday, that today. But, you know, Obi didn't shoot it this time. He just kind of passed it to RJ and passed it to to um, Deuce McDyer to hit a three. But I think that's, that's like a thing they do in games or in practice, like, so look out for that between the legs, OB top and late trailer three. I think that's something that I actually practice. Uh, most definitely. Most, most definitely. All right. Yo, salute to the chat. Guys, we're going out tonight. Don't have fun. All right. Salute to you. Guys. <laughs> Don't have fun. Trust me. It's a trap. <laughs> All right. Shout out to my real fake cousin, Winston Ellis, Joe Longway Patterson, uh, Gene Postino, DJ Space Ghost, Picks for Timmy, everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. If you're feeling the show so far, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. We go live after every game. And we also love to talk Knicks and give you Knicks, Knicks, news, Knicks news and Knicks updates. All right. Also, you can call in if you want to. Uh, you guys are ready to the drill. If you want to call in through a line, 527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. All right. Let's get to me. Um, let's talk about the first unit now. Um, Jalen Brunson, man. Jalen Brunson didn't have like a pretty... He didn't have this shooting game that he had the last game and this game i was really curious to see what he looked like playing against longer guys because 
as 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 well he did the last game, you know, the last game was the Detroit Pistons, guys. Like I rewatched the that game and the Knicks pretty much just picked on Bogdanovich for the first eight minutes of the game. Like they they literally were seeking him out. Even the shots in the last game where Julius Randle did the, the, the dumb Julius Randle jab shat, jab step and shoot, he was doing that versus Bogdanovich. The few times that Evan Fournier went ISO was doing that against Bogdanovich. So I wanted to see what they look like playing against longer guys like Miles Turner and um the good defenders like Duarte and the, and those guys. And you know what? Jalen Brunson got to his spots, didn't really make the shots that I wanted him to, but the shots he missed were kind of going in and out. So, you know, I'll still take it. Went four of 12. Um, hold on. Let me, me uh, switch it up real quick. Let me switch the screen so you can see this. This did of that. All right. Jalen Brunson went four from 12, 33% from three, 17 points. Still had five assists though. Um, even with missing a lot, he's had a solid game. What do you think about Jalen Brunson's game? Yeah, um, Jalen Brunson had one of those games where it was like, you know, the stats read that he shot far tough from the field. It didn't even feel like he shot far tough from the field because when he was on the court, he was still effective, even though he wasn't really knocking in his shots. Right. You know, there were, there were times when, you know, you know, like you said, you want to see him against length. You know, he did get a couple of shots, I think, in the paint where he got like a, like maybe a couple of floaters over longer guys. And he was able, he was able to score that. And also at the same time, when he did penetrate, he kept his dribble. Yeah. And by him his dribble, he was able to find open shooters as well. So I think even though Jalen Brunson didn't have, you know, that breakout offensive game where he's hitting a lot of his shots, I still felt like he was still effective on the offensive end and, you know, and, and I mean, having Jalen Brunson here is leaps and bounds better than what we've had at point guard over the last few years. Yeah, yeah, he kind of does this thing where he kind of does like a little Mark Jackson-ish thing where he's like, I'm a guard, but I'm still going to post you and force you to double. And he did that when we got in a little bit of offense trouble. He got into the paint and everybody knows in the paint is very dangerous. Got into the post position. And even though we were struggling, I felt that pace and that point guard pedigree. And that point guard pedigree got RJ Bully Barrett wide open three point shots. Why that? 57% from the field. I mean, from three from RJ Barrett, four from seven. He looked locked in. He looked locked in. So even though he didn't shoot well, I like that he was still setting the table for guys. I like that he was still able to get to the line because if correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Jalen Brunson has a, uh, a reputation of getting to the line like that, you know, like, but, but he got to the line today and shot nine and nine from the free throw. So, you know, no points left on the board and that's all you can ask for. The only thing I'm maybe being hypercritical about is that third quarter where things got a little bit out of control. I wish he would have took control more in that third quarter when uh, Randall and those guys started getting a little shot happy. That's my small critique. I, I wonder if this was like a game game and Tips' competitive nature set in, if those guys would have actually played the whole third quarter, because that's typically what Tibbs does in those situations is he'll just play the starting unit the entire third quarter, even if it's getting a little bit shaky. Yeah, um, and just to add to that, too, uh, I, I feel like, you know, I, I agree, you know, Jalen Brunson could have taken more control going into the um in the early part of the third quarter, but the fact that Thibs called that early timeout and reeled them in, and then the first, and they're pretty much the first play out of timeout. Tell me if I recall, if I recall it correctly. Wasn't the ball in Brunson's hands, and then he did pick and roll with Mitch, and then he lobbed it up to Mitch to get the dunk? Um, right the was that RJ? I thought it was might have been RJ. No, that's how I remember. Was it Brunson or was it RJ? I'm I think it was RJ. 
but I also feel like Brunson also ended up lobbing the the ball to to Mitch in that same quarter. Yeah, because I feel like when Thibs called the timeout, Thibs realized what was going on and he got them more under control. And I feel like that's when Jalen Brunson was on the ball more and and everything just seemed to come together for the Knicks in the third quarter after that timeout. Yeah, but um, speaking of RJ too, um, RJ, at least so far going into the regular season, like in the preseason so far, like he's been hitting his three-point shot, yeah. which I think is a big positive, especially from the corner. It seems like that corner three is it's gonna a be hot it. spot for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially with him being off ball and, and having a point guard like Jalen Brunson that can find him. That's very positive going into the season. His mid-range shot still needs a bit of work, but he did hit one in the game. And, and you know, overall, you know, even though he only shot 6 to 15 from the field, I think the fact that he hit a good amount of threes and he was still active and, you know, created, you know, create some plays like the lob to Mitch in the third quarter, you know, I think RJ had a pretty positive game as well. Yeah, you know, he's he's been working on that step back shot all off season so i'm glad to see that he hit one he he bricked one bad but then he came right back and hit one pretty smoothly and then he tried like a pull-up three two those are the things he's been working on and he missed that and that's probably why his shooting percentage dipped because he started to try to work in you know the other parts of this game that he's been working on off season and his touch and glow and sometimes you know success isn't linear Sometimes it's up and down. So, you know, it is what it is at this point. Shot 40% overall today, but 57% from three. Um, still still kind of solid. Solid our, our outing from RJ. Would like to keep that down to... I would like the 40, field goal percentage to stay up. Um, But um, overall, I'm, I'm still happy. Still, I'm still happy. And yeah. hold up. I'm also very happy... At the at the fact that Julius Randall had zero turnovers twice, Ryan. This is the second game in a row. He has not turned the ball the ball over. Is this like a career high in preseason or something? <laughs> I don't think he's ever had no turnovers two games back to back on his Drake stuff. I don't know what happened, but Jalen Brunson, ah man. It makes, I'm loving it. It makes a world of difference when you have an actual point guard running the show and you give the ball to Julius Randle only in spots where he can actually make a play. And speaking of Julius Randle, I like this play in the first I like this play in the first half. Me too. Did he shoot well? No, he yeah. shot I think he shot I think he shot all four, but the fact that he had the ball and then out of double teams. He was actually passing the ball to open shooters. Yeah. And knocking in shots. Like, you see, the thing with Julius Randle is we don't need Julius Randle to, to do a lot. Don't. Because we have guys here that can support him. All we need Julius Randle to do is just play within the offense and don't force it. And he did that in the first half. There were times in the second half where, you know, he took a bit more control. Yeah. Don't do that but but even then, those weren't terrible possessions. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, so I'm glad to see that Julius Randle is starting off preseason well. And I'm just hoping that he sticks to this playing style that he's on at the moment. Because if he can stick to this, he will make a positive impact on that first unit. I agree. Julius and and um, RJ was kind of was rolling with that. They was both kind of getting out, a little bit out of hand, but it is what it is. They still had a good game overall and were undefeated in yes. preseason. All right, so sh- shout out to that. All right, salute to the chat. All right, let me let me hold on. I see a four ninety nine super chat from Harlem nine thousand says. We've wanted Randall at the five with Obi, but maybe the answer is Randall at the four and Obi the three with RJ at the two. Start our top picks. What do you say about that, Ryan? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I don't ready. know if I trust Mitch, I ain't ready. Randall, and Obi in the same lineup. I ain't ready. I, I don't know if I don't know if I trust that yet, but I, I gotta hold off on that for now. I, I gotta see more. I gotta see more to trust it. Yeah, I mean too. Obi did a pretty good job moving laterally today, recovering, getting two blocks today, playing on ball defense. He took a step for sure, but I'm not ready to give him that type of responsibility. But uh good step today for Obi. All right. Yeah. And you know what? We didn't get to we didn't even get to Cam yet. We didn't even oh, get boy. to that. Cause Evan Fournier mysteriously sat down for rest reasons. Interesting. Interesting. Especially coming off of the Ian Begley conversation we had yesterday. All of a sudden, Cam is back and Evan Fournier has to rest. I mean, you know, my man was playing in the EuroLeague basketball. France made the finals. My man needs some rest going into the regular season. You know he what I mean? No, he <laughs> rest. He, come on, son. He didn't know damn. Listen, the next be line, bro. Next be line. He needed a rest, and Quentin Grimes was in a boot, and he's day to day because you uh you know he's he's in a boot day to day, and the injury is the the injury's not that serious, but he's in a boot, and it's a day to day, and it's precaution. You ever heard of precautionary boot, Ryan? Uh, I mean. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a medical doctor, so I don't know. But the answer is I mean, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks be lying about availability. That's how I'm trying to tell you. What I'm telling you. All right. That's all I'm trying to say, man. I don't believe that. They really just want to get a look at Cam. And now that I talked to Ian yesterday, I really want to double that on that. They wanted to look at Cam. And we're going to get into Cam in a minute. But let's get to that first caller, all right? Big Reaper is on the line. Big Reaper. Shout out to you. Let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Yo. Thank you guys for taking my call. No problem. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, tonight was it was like um, I watched most of the game, but I missed like most of the second quarter because I had connection issues and I had to leave and go around the corner to see it. But it was a good game. You know, one thing I like about the uh, the team this year, they are playing a lot more like a team. Mm-hmm. The camaraderie is a lot better. And uh, so I definitely like that a lot. I mean, there were times where I felt like, you know, uh, Julius was basically on the ball a lot more today. Yeah. Uh, a little more than I, you know, that I liked. But, you know, it's okay. Um, I, it's okay for now. But I don't know. Going forward, I don't think I'm going to like it. I would still would prefer, like, Dylan, have it be Dylan for us and RJ. And then just kind of get Julius through the shot. Um, the, the thing I do like about Julius, what he did today was like uh, when he had the three, he took the three. Although with the three, sometimes I don't know why he takes, uh, he'll take a couple of shots. And I think he does it to get into rhythm before he shoots it. Mm-hmm. I just think he needs to stop it and just shoot it. Because honestly, it's like he's trying to catch his rhythm, but it's off the dribble is not a very easy shot. And nah. he's just better off just taking a shot. When I he gets agree. That. And so. And so that's one thing I see with him. So he needs to go back to game one, like how he was in game one, and just stay off the ball a, a lot more. And so, you know, but, it, you know, it was pretty good. And regarding Cam, I know it's early in the season, but I, I pay a lot of attention to, like, um, uh, basically what they say about the players that actually that are in the facilities working with uh, the coach. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys, like uh, Ovi, Grinds quickly, RJ. They were at the facility a lot. They worked with the coaches a lot. Even looking at tapes during the off season, I don't think I don't think I don't think Cam was doing that. The way, honestly, the way he looked, he's a very talented player, and I'm 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 always very I'm high on him. And the numbers from last year suggest, like you know, honestly, he was just a very good defender last year. Uh, but I just don't like the fact that he, it doesn't seem like he's putting in the work. I mean, like. And at least not like the rest of the team is putting in the work. He just doesn't look like when you see him out there, he just doesn't look like it. You know, the way some of the shots that he takes when he goes to the basket, it's just like, it's very talented. He's very talented. And it's like, he makes very difficult shots, but you can just tell, right? He's not like a lot of the stuff. He's just winging. It's not rehearsed. It's not practice. It's not stuff he's doing in practices. 
he just kind of out there freestyling it. And so I, I don't think he's honestly, if he gets playing time, and I, I think it would just be to kind of get a street value up so that he can move him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's going to, aside from that, if they give up and like, if the coach like, you know, I don't really want to play him, that he may not play him. The one thing with Cam, though, is like, the kid is very long. And yeah. so sometimes the debate is like, you know, the debate is like, okay, so what? Okay, so yeah, he doesn't work hard. He doesn't do the tapes very well. He doesn't look at video very well. Like he's not putting in the work after, you know, like all season and let's say after practice. But if he's effective without putting in the work, at least on a defensive end, like what can you do, right? Uh, but his offense is just not there. You can just tell he just, I don't think he was putting in work in the offseason like the rest of the guys were. Um, from at least some of the stuff I've read and now seeing like, and it's preseason, like you should be at least, I mean, you shouldn't be shooting this badly in preseason. I know it's just preseason, but again, it's preseason. It's, uh, it's easier in preseason. So, yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. What, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. So that's one thing I noticed. Yeah, that's what I noticed, noticed about him. Honestly, I, unless Grimes and you got—I think I told you about the stats with the whole, the whole stats as far as defensive versus like you mm-hmm. know their offensive stats right. about winning matchups mm-hmm. throughout the whole season. I don't know. I think it's four needs to lose, especially if the other four guys lock in on defense. The coach is gonna if the coach sees the other four guys locking on defense, he's gonna be like, okay, like you know, uh, four is just you know he's just a better offensive player. And he's going to go with it, you know. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I, you know, what I saw, what I see so far. Got you, got you. Yo, we're going to talk about it, man. Appreciate your call, but I kind of agree with you. It's, it's Fournier to lose, but we gonna me and Ryan, we're going to break that down and explore that. All right, cool. All right, have a good night, guys. All right, have a good night. Yeah, shout out to my guy Reaper. Ryan, um, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. Uh, listen, I'm not going to jump out the ledge and jump off the ledge and call Cam a bus or mm-hmm. not going to work out or da, 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 da. I know at this point that you need more than one game to make a definitive decision on a player. That's just not how it works. Yesterday, last game, OB had a meh game. And people on Twitter are calling him, you know, trash and whatever, whatever. You know, this is Cam Reddish's first game in his starting unit. I doubt that he wasn't working in the contract year. That's just not what guys usually do. And Mm -hmm. I don't I I haven't read or anything extensive. The only thing that I did read was beginning like a couple of weeks ago, Ian Begley said Cam Reddish is in phenomenal shape yeah. for training camp. So if he's in phenomenal shape for training camp, to me, that reads he was working out. But for me, I said this before and I'll say it again. Cam Reddish right now just needs to kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Play defense, shoot threes, make the layups. That's it. Now, today, he didn't really make his layups, but he got to the hole. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of that could be a little bit of jitters. But at the end of the day, I'm going to give it more than one game to throw the kid away. I'm going to see. I want to see a little bit more before we make that conclusion. Yeah, um, I'm not going to be too hard on Cam. Um, but I will say this. I do notice that his chemistry with the team is not there as of yet. You know, it, it does kind of it does kind of feel like at times that everybody else is meshing on the court, but then Cam is kind of like, you know, trying to find his flow into the game and stuff like that. So I do notice that, but I think one play in the game was very telling. And it just makes me wonder if the players on the Knicks team, like his teammates, actually trust him on offense yet. Mm. Because there was a play where Julius Randle had the ball, I think it was the third quarter, and he was in the post, and he was getting double teamed. And remember in the first quarter, 
it, well, the first half, Julius Randle was passing out of double teams. He was passing to RJ. Yeah. He was passing to Jalen. He was passing to, you know, guys that, you know, he trusts, you know, guys who can score the ball. He gave Cam the Frank Nilakini treatment? Yeah, he, he was in the post. And he was getting double teamed. Cam's man came over and doubled him in the, in the post. Cam was wide open at the three-point line. Julius Randle did not even look his way. And that's Cam's shot, honestly. Yeah, so it just makes me wonder, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't want to read too much into it. Like, it could it could just be Julius being Julius that's at times. You know, and, and, you know, and he just takes on double teams at times. But seeing how the flow of the game was going and how they barely got him involved on offense, it just makes me wonder a bit, like, do they really trust him on offense? Like, Listen. I, I don't know. People kind of were getting at me before, but I always felt like Grimes should start and Cam should come off the bench for reasons that you're kind of halfway stating right now. I said last offseason, last season, I said Cam Reddish will have more opportunity to touch the ball with the second unit than the first unit. First unit, Jalen Brunson got to eat. RJ Barrett got to eat. And after RJ Barrett eats, Julius Randle has to eat. There is no way you're going to see Cam get significant touches with those three high guys at the same damn time. It's just not going to happen in my eyes. So, for, so if that's the reality... He has to just straight out ball out on defense because you're not really going to touch the ball that much straight yeah. up. Which is why I always, I always said Cam off the bench and leave it like that. But listen, I still stand by what I just said. I'm not going to make a, a, a decision, a split decision on Cam based off of one preseason game. Because people were, some people were saying his career is over a couple of, like a game ago. <laughs> <laughs> some people like I'm 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 serious. People were saying his career is over a game ago. We didn't even know the status of his ankle yet. But yeah. <laughs> so pump your brakes is just is is still preseason. We still got time to figure it out. Now does that mean in my eyes that Evan and Grimes still have the the edge? No, I still feel like Evan and Grime still have the edge, but that doesn't mean that uh, Cam can't fight his way, and that doesn't mean one game means everything. We got to see. We got to see it through. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, this is just a second preseason game, and the Knicks have two more preseason games to go before the regular season actually starts. So Cam is going to have two more chances right. to prove that he deserves playing time and I'm just hoping, you know, for him, cause you know, like we all say, he's a guy that has high potential. If he can just get the consistent playing time and find it. So if he can, you know, within the last two preseason games, you know, pop up at least on defense, you know, play hard defensively, you know, get a basket where he can get a basket. You know, I feel like, you know, he can um, find a way into the rotation, even if it's, you know, spot minutes. Spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's five minutes. Yeah, salute to the chat, man. Lil Lil Funny says Cam's playing nervous. Yeah, I, I feel like he was kind of tight. Those those swoops to the basket that he's making um, last season, he wasn't making this game. I feel like he's a little bit tight. Um, Wayne Patterson says Peterson says I'm okay with Cam coming off the bench, but his impact on the game defensively is undeniable. Um. What do you think defensively about Cam today? I feel like t- today, the second half, I feel like there was more defensive presence the first half. The whole first unit sucked defensively in the first half, to be honest yeah. with you. In big spurts anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't think this is the game where I would say that Cam's impact on defense was undeniable. I don't it I wouldn't say it was this game, but mm-hmm. Well, you know, Cam has a, but Cam does have his moments on defense, but not not this game though. <laughs> yeah, the second half he got a steal, and then Cam had a little up and under thing that was that was uh, good to see. But everything else, I'm not sure. But yo, salute to the chat. 
Um, Salute chat. Uh, thanks for calling in, Reaper. If you want to call in, too, you already know what to do. 319 527 6241. The number of flashes on the bottom of the screen and kind of rotates through. So you can call that number if you want to talk to us here to the show. But I see we got another caller up. Next caller up is Reese from Flatbush. You got the block, Reese? What's up, man? Reese, let us know what you're talking about, man. What's good? What's good, good, bro? What's going on, Reese? Flatbush calling once again. We enter in season 2020. Let's go. Where should we start, fellas? Where you want to start? Yeah, I'm going to start with the good. Um, OB is progressing. Year, entering year three. is seeing good signs. You see that you see that he's continuing. Continuing the momentum into from last season into the new season. Um, which will be a good and bad problem as we figure out who we want to keep as our power forward moving forward into the future as for the Knicks. Um, Star J got it. His junk out looking very wet. Yeah. Look, he's more confident. Yeah. Um, I don't have no problem with that He's going to get it. He's a worker. When you work on your game on the offseason, it definitely do translate into the season that you're coming into. So he's a worker. He's going to get it. And with the addition of Brunson, he's going to help him along the way. Um, Mitchell, you don't have to say much. You just do what you got to do. You don't have to do, you don't have to do much for the team to, to, to progress and win in general. So I don't ask so much for Mitchell. Now to the back, Cam, he's he's pressing very hard. And you could tell that he's pressing yep. very hard where he's playing. He's not loose. He's not playing he's not playing in the flow of the game, which I understand is a lot of pressure, you know what I mean? That you're trying to prove yourself to yourself as well as to people that are observing the game that you could that you belong in the league and you belong on the team as well get playing time. So if he just like dial it down a, a, a little bit, when I mean dial it down, just say yo, just me and ba- straight up basketball. I think he will, in fact, thinking so much, he will get the grasp of the defense, which will lead to his offense, and it will be a more of a flow for his game to and for him to flourish on his team because there's no pressure. Once you do your job, you're fine. Now, so let's take on the bat again. Julius, Julius, Julius. Um, <laughs> you know he's a twenty. He's a twenty ten. And five guys, but um, early in the first quarter, let's say the first half, I think he was going back to the old Julius, just pounding the ball forward, and he was doing too much things for me to 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 like you're missing an open man by just going and dribbling to and dribbling to to, to double team, yeah, and then you giving up the ball late a few times. And then you dribble off the ball, and you bring your man once again to the to the person he threw the ball to. So you you run a double another double team to the person he hands the ball to. So I'm watching again, like yo, he's not listening. He's not listening to the coach, or he's not watching the tape to see that his bad habit is causing other players to not produce on the offensive end. Yeah, I mean he's a great talent, but his IQ is very 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 low, and I don't know how this will work going forward as a team. As you know that, as you can see on the tonight game number one, Ob is a connector. What I mean by connector is that he don't need much to be put, to, to affect the game. You know what I mean? He doesn't need much. He don't need to hold a ball. Versus Julius. Julius remind me of a street ball player in Flatbush. <laughs> That's what he reminds me. He just want to over here in Wingate or in Kitten Park. He, he remind me. He want to be the star. He want to dribble the ball out. And that's not how you play winning basketball. Yeah. So the Knicks got a the Knicks got a, a decision, decision to make going into next year: stick with Randall or go with the future. And my thing is, I would rather go with the future because he's connected. He understands the, the game of basketball. He's not really that good on defense, but once you have effort, it will it will out, it will outshine all the bad that you have in your, your, all the flaws in your game in general. So. That's my take. But fellas, fellas, you have a good night and um, have a great show. All right. All right. Yeah, salute to Reese, man. Came in, got to his points, and left. Even threw in some, some, some basketball, 
He, yeah, he definitely played ball in Brooklyn because he everybody yeah. just dribble, 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 dribble. Yeah, I tell you, man, I used to play one on one with my cousin. Shout out to my guy Justin. We used to play when he was a kid. Yo, he learned how to trash talk before he actually knew how to play. It was it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he got better as he got older, but it was interesting. But go ahead, Ryan. Oh man, well, I mean, I'm not gonna write off Julius Randle as of yet. You know, but I do understand where he's coming from because, like I said, in the first half, I did like the way Julius Randle played. You know, he definitely played within himself. Even though he missed his shots, he took good shots. When the doubles were there, he passed out the ball to open shooters. So I'm not going to be too hard on Julius Randle right now to the point where I'm like, you know, when the end of the season comes, you know, they're going to have to make a decision between... Julius Randle and Obi, but I think it's clear now that Obi is progressing. Obi is getting better. Yep. You have to remember, Obi is the Knicks pick. Yep. Julius Randle came. He, Julius Randle came and signed here. So when you put all those factors together, it definitely does seem like it's going to get to a point where the Knicks are going to have to make a decision between the two. But at the moment, I'm cool with Julius at the moment. Julius hasn't done enough for me to be like, okay, I'm done with this man. Trade him immediately. So right. besides that, besides that I, I do agree with the long term that eventually that decision will have to be made. Yeah. And if Obi, like, I want to see more context from both of these players. My gut says Obi. Um, you know what I mean? Randall's played well for the last game. And he, he he started to kind of revert. I want to see longer stretches of time of good habits before I can be like, this is the guy. This is what we're moving for. And I understand it takes a very long time to break bad habits. I heard it was like 28 days or something to form a new habit or something. So it's going to take time if it is to break it. Um, But I want to see a little bit more. But... On the flip side of that, if Ob Toppin is pushing that envelope and he keeps doing what he's doing today in other games and other games, I'm more and more likely to to just you know flip that switch right to Ob, um, and get a pick for Randall and keep it moving, keep picking expirings or whatever, whatever we get. I'm will I'm more willing to do that. Um, if we get more data on what Obi can do in real game situations where it's undeniable and people can't just uh, just say, oh, it's the end of the season. No, it doesn't count. Uh, like, I want to see how it works so we have all the data. You know what I mean? But um, I'm not I'm not throwing Julius out with the bathwater just yet. I'm giving him a clean slate. Like I said, I'm going to see what's going to happen. That's it. Yeah, pretty All much. Right. Salute to the chat. Yo, thank you, Reese. Thank you, Reese, for calling in and, and lighting the phones up. Yo, I get all I really want to talk about left is is Emmanuel quickly and Isaiah Hartenstein. I was looking at their games today. Hartenstein didn't really have the umph that he had yesterday. Yeah, he definitely um struggled tonight. Especially on the with the files as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with bench players, you know, Hardenstein is a new player, so I'm not expecting him to play every game like the way he played that first game. You know, he's definitely going to have off games, especially with him being on a new team, getting used to new players, etc. But overall, you know, I still like the energy he comes in with. You know, when he comes into games, and I still feel like he fits that Knicks second unit, you know, mob deep, as we all like to say. So, you know, Hardstein had a pretty rough game today, but I'm not down on him, so. No, I'm not down on him either. Definitely not down on him either. He just needs a little bit more self-control on defense. Even the first game, I felt like he was getting away with a lot of um, little ticky-tack foul stuff because he was being a little bit overzealous. I saw that today as well. But, I, you know, I still like him. It's still early. He still has the potential to be like a three-point guy for us off the bench as, at center, which is something we sorely need. And I kind of like, even though he's missing it, I kind of like that he was shooting a few more threes than he's used to in his career. I feel like, I don't know if the Knicks coaching staff is encouraging him to do that or not, but 
hit or miss him. I like seeing it. I just I just want to see what an offense could potentially be if a guy like that is on our squad. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Salute to the chat. Uh, shout out to Wayne Patterson, Joe Long, and my guy, my guy, picks for Timmy, who is the next caller. Picks. Sir, what do you want to talk about, man? No. What's good, man? What's good, Jay Ellis? What's, What's going good, on? man? Ryan G. What's going on? What's good, man. Um, I'm, I'm glad we got the computer service for Ryan G. We in, we in the building, bro. Yeah, we so, in the building, Ryan. All right. I think it's Obi's fault, bro. My my guy Obi came out here, man, and set a tone tonight, bro. Mm-hmm. Like quick was quick was like like yo, what's going on? Is this a preseason game or are we really hooping tonight? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what was and happening. Then from quick. that point on, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. That's my boy. I don't know what's happening. He was on and off today. That's- like like what are we doing right now? He's going off right now. Like like he's trying to make a case out here. Like sit for me in the game, bro. Exactly. Let's go. Exactly. Stop playing. Feed Stop him. playing. Feed that man, man. All right, but look, like, we, we got to talk about it, man. My, my guy, Tiz, man. Like, Tiz got to get the game ball tonight, man. <laughs> Tibbs untibbed himself in he, a preseason he, game. Bro. Yo, untibs? Wait, we got we, we to gotta keep that in, in, in the arsenal, the untibs. He untibs himself today? <laughs> I like that, Timmy. I like that. He's untibbed himself? When he untibs himself, what is his name? We outside. On to the five. We outside. All right, let's go. <laughs> man, yo, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see the rotations change up. If that's something that we bring into the regular season, man, I'm talking about the strength of our team is the fact that we have two units that can play with pace. Mm-hmm. If I compare them to, like, say, like I'm a New York Giants fan. Back when we had Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs at the same time, the pace of those two running backs could set a tone to where the defense couldn't consistently respond to them throughout the whole game. That's kind of what we do with our two units. And I think that is like crazy how much we could set switch it up. There was a point where they literally had to stop the second unit from running so fast because <laughs> like the Patriots picked it up, picked it up a little bit, and the Knicks picked it up. And then like Tibbs like, yo, 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 chill, 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 run a play. <laughs> he can't step on the floor to tell them to chill out and run a play because they want to run. And just that type of pace and switch that we have is going to be crazy. So I said that tone that was set, you know what I'm saying, for tonight's game, like we're Knicks fans, we're all up out of our seats for every every time we, we see our team play. Before right. we even get on the floor, we watch them practice room or whatever. But for Cam, there's no better place to fail. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to Cam, there's no better place to get out there and bust your behind and look crazy than right now. Yeah. You got a whole year ahead of you to go ahead and try and find a contract, whether that's going to be with us or with anybody else. It doesn't matter. We still got to find value for the pick that we gave up and for not to try and bring him in here. So he got to get out there regardless. Whatever role that is, it doesn't even matter. Like Ian came on uh, last time and he was saying, yo, Cam is the bellwether for the unification between the front office and Tibbs and what's going on there. The very next day we see him on the floor in the starting unit, called I don't it. think it's a coincidence. Called it. Bro. He called it. He <laughs> called it. When I saw that, I was like, now wait a minute. <laughs> did we ask the right questions or did we ask the right questions? I'm just I'm just <laughs> the next day. Oh man, let's go, bro. Let's go, man. And uh man, um I'm kind of liking with what I see with the second unit with quickly kind of leading the charge a little bit and switching off between him and D Rose. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of nice, man. That's that's dope that they at least I was I wasn't sure about the role that they were going to put quickly in when we came back into this season, but it looks like they're going to let him still lead the charge in that point guard role with the second unit and just have the guards out there with him. I think that's nice, man. But that's all I got for y'all tonight, fellas, man. I appreciate it, man. Salute, salute, salute. Salute. Let's go get it. We outside, baby. We outside. Let's go. Outside. Shout out to my guy, Picks for Timmy, who came in. Uh, the salute to you. Pick, uh, Timmy's a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian called it. I kept saying yeah. that. I'm like, man. The day after we asked him what the front office aligned with Tibbs, and Ian responds, 
Cam Radish was the bellwether. And that if we lose with Cam Radish on the bench, Thibodeau would be looked at funny. The next day, that man starting and Evan Fournier is resting. Like I said, my man had a long summer, but <laughs> that man is fine. That man is fine. Listen, man, there was another report that said he was sore, and that's why he was sitting. No, they were looking at Cam. They were looking at Cam. That man was not sore. They were looking at Cam. I guarantee you. I I bet money. Bet money. All right. All right. Yo, only other thing, Mitch, shout out to Mitch. Mitch had five defensive rebounds. Yeah. (laughs) And nine rebounds in total, too. (laughs) Nine rebounds in 18 minutes. One of the things we said we wanted him to work on was his defensive rebounding. He's been the top offensive rebounder in the league. Um, Tibbs actually said that, but today he got more defense rebounds and still four offensive in 18 minutes. And this is the, the thing. This is Brunson is missing a bunch of layups today, and this is the benefit of having the blockness monster in there to clean up all the mess because Brunson is getting to the hole, much like RJ sometimes, missing these layups, and he just comes in and cleans it up. And this is kind of why I feel like Knicks Nation, they kind of underrate Mitch, man, because they forget how many layups we really miss <laughs> during this last season and how many times Mitch Robinson really cleaned that up. And I know you guys want him to develop a hook in a post game. I want him to do the same, but I still appreciate that part of this game. Oh, my gosh, these... Uh, man. Well, yeah, that's all. Yeah, and I pretty much echo your sentiment. You know, I'm glad that I saw him, you know, rebound the ball in the defensive end because, as you know, that was a, that's a weakness of his. So seeing that he grabbed five defensive boards is definitely a huge positive. And, you know, Mitch is going to give you what he gives you, man. Like, he's going to give you rebounding. He's going to give you defense. He's going to give you block shots. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I do wish that they would, you know, try to find him more, you know, off of lobs and pick and roll. Yeah. But, you know, I, hopefully that'll come with time as the season goes on. Yeah. It seemed like it became more intentional in the third quarter to look for him for lobs a little bit more. But hopefully yeah. they start with that, find him on some post-ups and some lobs and get that part of his game moving. Man, and they'd be laying off of him at that foul line still. I would just be wanting him to just turn around. And just get a running start and dunk it on somebody's face, yo. I be want him to do that, but he don't. He don't yeah, even do that. Just don't. All right, all right, man. Yo, that's our show. I think this is a good time to end it. I uh, had a rough start with technical difficulties, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. We gotta do what we gotta do. We we, we made it here. So salute to you guys who are here on a late Friday night talking to Knicks with us. Knicks preseason at that. All right, all right. All right, sir, let them know where they can find you, man. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That is S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. Content coming. And you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K-O-T. All right, all right, all right. You already know, man. You can find us. Uh, you can get those snapbacks at the nicktimeshow.com slash catalog. All you got to do is go to nicktimeshow.com, click that button catalog, and get your snapback and other merch if you feel like it. Follow us on all social media, Nick Time Show on Twitter, Nick Time Show uh, on Instagram and Facebook, and also listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. All right. That is our show we'll be back when's the next game Ryan? it's next wednesday in indiana wednesday in indiana all right next way so you will see us on wednesday in indiana unless something crazy happens we gotta jump back on all right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that is our show and as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. All right, that is our show.
We out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.